Hello and welcome everybody to Paranormal Analytical. I'm your host, Eddie Hill, along with other host, Rick Warren and James Toops. Welcome, gentlemen. Yo, how's it going, Eddie? It is going, up, gentlemen. It's going to go real good. Rick, how are you tonight, man? I know you're in the middle of a thunderstorm. Yeah, I just had a big batch of lightning hit out, out back here, so it's going to depend. <laughs> oh, wow. Well, uh, yeah. we've got a real interesting show tonight, and uh, we have somebody on the phone right now that's on standby. We're going to be bringing her on here in just a minute, and uh, her name's Donna Lee Wells Fink. And I'm going to read you her bio real quick, and it's quite lengthy, but I want you to listen closely because there's a lot of good stuff in here. And uh, she says, after learning that the beast of Bray Road and other cryptids were right in her own backyard of Wisconsin, Donna went on the hunt. It was in 2011, and she's still out in the woods and fields experiencing the unimaginable. In their adventures, they have run across dogmen, Bigfoot, UFOs, orbs, gremlins, and even Wereboy. Her quest continues, hoping to uncover other reclusive cryptids reported in the area, such as flying man bats and flying witches. With all of her experiences and investigations, she knows to expect the unexpected. Donna can be found on her YouTube channel, Donna Wells Fink, interviewing eyewitnesses and searching locations of sightings. She is the Midwest Director of North American Dogmen Project and has her own paranormal group, Southern Wisconsin's Wild Ones, Ohio, Michigan, Illinois. Uh, Donna participated in documentary Wisconsin Werewolves and also in the Small Town Monsters documentary. The Bray Road Beast. She's writing a book on her paranormal adventures. This year, for the first time ever, Donna is holding a Beast of Bray Road conference in 2021. 
that I'm looking forward to. Right here in Elkhorn, Wisconsin, vendors, more vendors will be added. So keep that in mind. If you're, and if you're a vendor, you get a hold of her if you're interested in this kind of stuff. You know, the more the merrier. If interested in being a vendor, please contact Donna Wellsfink at fink.donnaal at gl.com. Uh, let's see here. Uh, we're going to have uh, CAPS. Well, wait a minute. What is this here? Oh, American Ghost Walk Tours. Uh, Moonfall JPEG. Okay, th- this is just some other stuff that was on here. Uh, lodging to be announced. And this is going to be great, gentlemen. But it's uh, N7891 U.S. Highway 12, Elkhorn, Wisconsin. And uh, join, she says, join our Facebook group. So we're going to turn everything over to Donna. Donna, welcome to the channel and to the show. How are you? Thank you. I'm fine. How are you? Doing great. That is a lengthy bio. It's really good. Well, you know, we only did that because um, we're going to be speakers at the conference. And so we had to write something up for the uh, website. And so, um, you know, we had to go into some detail. So people wouldn't think we were just somebody who was throwing something together. Right. Um, But we've we've been at it for 10 years now. And we've run into quite a few eyewitnesses. That is awesome. You know... I'm I'm sitting here listening to to your bio as I'm reading it, and this uh, conference that you're having on the Beast of Bray Road that's going to be right up our alley. We're going oh, to good. be filming a documentary on dogmen. Hopefully, sometime oh. around October, November time frame is when we're going to probably be getting started on it. And I'm really looking forward to this and seeing who all you're going to have over there because we'd like to show up at the conference. And film part oh, of the documentary there. Oh, that would be great. So I've also, already told our producers and director about uh, the conference, and they're jumping uh, jumping up and down. Really, they can't wait. And uh, oh, awesome! And I think it's going to be really good if uh, you know if we could get over there and, and film and, and talk to witnesses and talk to people get some stories, maybe do some recreations, you know, kind of get out there and, uh, uh, you know, get our feet wet a little bit with you guys. Oh, that would be wonderful. So you, you won't be disappointed because we're, we're having great speakers, but we also have Lee Hample who lives near Bray road and he has ongoing, um, contact with the dog man showing up among other things, I don't want to go, you know, give too much detail because we're kind of saving that for the conference. But if you come out, you're not going to be disappointed because there's going to be proof positive that the dog man exists and where it comes from. That's going to be awesome. Uh, Rick Warren, I want you to dive in there. And and Rick is uh, Native American and uh, he's going to be talking to you a little bit about some of his uh, thoughts and beliefs. And basically diving right into the dogman theory along with some of these other cryptid theories that uh, I know that you've explored and that we mentioned on your bio. And then we're going to go to James Toops, who is uh, from Louisiana with the Rougarous. Oh, those are spooky. Yeah, so we're going to, we got a great show tonight, everybody. So uh, show's being turned over to Rick Warren. You get him, Rick. Hey, what's going on? Thank you, Eddie. Donna, welcome to the show. I, been looking forward to this all week. I thought I'd uh, do a little um, interesting um, 
well, just just do some looking about this. I know that um, being Native American, that there are many, many tribes up from the Great Lakes, Canada, um, yeah. Algonquin tribes, uh, the Chippewa, the Hurons, the Blackfoot, Potawatomi, Chohook, all those tribes up there share a big, big belief not only in the the uh, cryptids, but uh, into the spirituality part of what you have been studying. And I'm wondering, what have you found as far as you yourself in, in the native belief or, or what is your belief in the essence of what happens in the spiritual realm of these cryptids? Well, I wasn't sure what I thought or what was going on and, and my beliefs would cha- change over the last 10 years. But now that I've seen the evidence that I've seen of the dog man in pictures from trail cams from the area, I've, mm-hmm. I do have a belief now that uh, they're coming from either another realm or another time or through a portal or something like what goes on at the Skinwalker Ranch. That's I mean, very everybody interesting. Knows. I, I, yeah. I found that out too, as far as in the in the spiritual side of what they they believe up in that era. And this doesn't. In, I mean, that area isn't inclusive. We are finding out that uh, there's a lot of more areas that are coming up, uh, not yeah. only in the north uh, western parts of the United States, but way down by where James Topes is from in Louisiana, and um, down through the, uh, um, you know. Places like that, where these are being spread, you know, and these aren't just stories. These are eyewitness accounts, and that's what I'd love to hear. Yeah, there's there's a lot of eyewitness accounts. I don't believe every story that I hear on podcasts and stuff. Some of them I just can't quite get to but then there's other ones that I completely believe what they're talking about it just depends on the eyewitness I mean I've talked to several eyewitnesses here in this area and every one of them I can say that I could tell for sure that they were telling the truth I mean their hair would stand up on their arms as they were telling me the stories or they'd be so freaked out that they didn't want anyone to know because they were afraid they'd be punished somehow by the dog man. Um, but I don't believe it's a, a Satanistic thing or anything like some people are trying to right. put forth. I don't, I don't believe the dog man is anything like that. I think it's coming from another time or another realm and through a portal and given the evidence that I've seen recently. And I, I don't believe they're out to harm anyone. They're here for a purpose, but, I'm not sure what that purpose is. What is the most unique experience that you've had? What made you a believer? I know Eddie and James and I, well, that, that's one of our favorite questions on uh, ufology and, and things like that. But what is the main incident or what made you believe into the dogman theory and the stories? Well, I've, I've had my own experience but I've also talked to the eyewitnesses that are in my area that I completely believe. And, but it's hard to imagine that that actually happened. But when, when my girlfriend and I, Jackie and I 
um, were going out to the area that we called the Bigfoot Woods because Bigfoot was seen in the area a couple of times and according to Linda Godfrey's books. And so we started investigating the area and we found out, yes, indeed, there are Bigfoot there. But what happened one day was it was a sunny Sunday afternoon about 2 o'clock and Jackie and I were heading out to the area of the Bigfoot Woods you know, we're looking for Bigfoot. We weren't looking for the dog man. You know, I, I know that the dog man shows up sometimes where Bigfoot is, but we were just basically heading out to the Bigfoot woods and we love to go out there every week. Sometimes I was out there four times a week by myself for hours. And Jackie and I were on our way on a Sunday afternoon and it was sunny out and we were driving along the country road on our way out and all of a sudden on the left-hand shoulder of the road coming, walking opposite us, we saw someone who had the most outrageous hair that I've ever seen. It was a mass of tangled, matted, completely matted hair that stood about five inches up on his head and there was a ball of hair hanging at his shoulders and that was the first thing we noticed was his hair. And as we kept driving by, we, he was just a normal guy, though. He was a young man who had on a, a hoodie, a zip-up hoodie, navy blue, blue jeans, uh, a red plaid shirt. And he had on slip-on heads, you know, those, those gym shoes that are just slip-ons, like they're mm-hmm. called heads. And we, um, we looked at him because of his hair and we slowed down and he looked up at us and we knew right then that we were looking at something that was a, either a shapeshifter or it was a skinwalker or we're not sure what he was, but he had kind of a, a heavier brow. He had dark circles around his eyes, but the most shocking thing we saw Besides his hair was his mouth. It was really wide for a human. It it went from almost ear to ear. We could see all of his teeth. His teeth were about four times the size of a human. They were square, black, and yellow, streaked with brown and green. And you could see all the uppers and all the lowers. And he just had this big grin on his face like, I know you and you know me was the feeling that we got. And I said, yep, we sure do know you. You're something from another world. And so we made a U-turn right away to come back around by him. But I didn't want to stop right next to him because I was almost afraid that he would shapeshift into a wolf and jump in the back of my truck and you know, just terrorize us. So we drove a little bit past him, pulled into the next road, and we were we turned around and we're waiting for him to come back around to come by us. And we were going to pull up to the road and take video and pictures. Well, anytime you have, I believe, a camera and video ready, that's when you're not going to get anything because somehow I think they know. And he, all of a sudden, he, just before he reached us, a, a van came by, and it was going the direction that we had been going. And Jackie said, they're going to pick him up. They're going to pick him up. And I said, 
they're not going to pick him up. Would you pick him up? Look at him. And she says, I don't care. They're going to pick him up. And so they did. They, they made a U-turn. They pulled over next to him. And there was two big trees blocking our view at the time. And so we couldn't tell if they were putting him into the van or if he got in willingly, which now I think he just got in willingly. Um, but there was a, a guy in a short sleeve plaid shirt, and then there was another guy's passenger side. And then he got in the back, you know, in the cargo, cargo door, and they made a U, another U-turn, and they sped off. And I pulled out right behind them going 70 miles an hour all the way into the next town. We checked all the driveways all of the roads, all of the, every house. And there was no sign of that van. It was a brand new like cargo van with a raised roof. And it was plain white and brand new and unmarked. And we never could find that van again. So where did the van go? Uh, you know, we, we couldn't find it. We went into town, we searched all over town and we couldn't find it anywhere. And I said, you know, that wasn't a big foot. That was more what our first thought was uh, a wolfman or a shapeshifter or maybe a skinwalker. I'm not sure, but he was something otherworldly. And the way he disappeared. His name wouldn't have been Gordon, was it? You know, Gordon, we have a buddy, Gordon, that's known to be hitchhiking every now and then on the side of the road. You know, you describe Gordon kind of looks like a little bit. <laughs> he had green and brown teeth. <laughs> yeah, you get no. closer. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, uh, it was throw, just. Throwing a hammer. It was just. <laughs> poor Gordon. No, it was just, it was just freaky. And that convinced me that, well, of course, I knew Bigfoot was there. And if Bigfoot's there. Why wouldn't there be a dog van? I don't, you know, I've found now that wherever there's Bigfoot, there's usually a dog van or two. That's what I was going to ask you if you think there's a correlation between Bigfoot and Dogman. I know that uh, I've I've always been interested. James is going to talk to you more about this. What do you call that, Eddie? Luke Garou or Luke what? uh, Luke Garrick or what? (laughs) Rougarou. Okay, yeah. Is, the is there a correlation between those those cryptid type animals or what? Uh, I'm not exactly sure what it is down there. We call it from down to by. So I'm from uh, Homa, Louisiana, which is way south of New Orleans and uh, in the swampland. Um, and uh, I don't know. I haven't seen any pictures. I don't know. Um, do you have any stories or any pictures of anything from down in Louisiana? And is it close to? Uh, maybe what you're describing, maybe kind of like a skinwalker or worse, or do you, you have anything, any uh, experience with that? Well, according to legend, the Rougarou is created mainly by a, I guess through voodoo rituals on somebody that's done something bad to somebody. And every time the moon is full, they turn into this wolf-like creature. Uh, people down, in, especially in the swamp area, like, I don't know how come not you, but people like probably your neighbors swear by the fact that the Rougarou exists. And most people over there in Louisiana won't even talk to you about it because the mere mention of the Rougarou can cause it to become real and manifest at your own home. Uh, there's been a lot of stories where this creature has 
taking over properties and homes and have broken in and it's supposed to be able to transfer this energy or this the spirit of the Rougarou to someone else. Now you hear a lot of talk from the old folks down there about it, um, the older people, and uh, they they up and down on it. But um, the younger generation, I think, is kind of fading out with the kids. They don't really, I don't think that that tradition is carrying on with the younger folks. But uh, growing up, yes, we heard about it. About, we heard about it a lot uh, growing up. Um, we always thought it would be okay. So they're trying to keep us out of the woods. They're trying to get us in the house before the street lights come on. But um, they were dead set and serious about it, but I haven't seen it or heard like, I haven't seen any pictures or anything like that, um, that I can remember. Like if anyone, you know, ever have like a sighting, an actual sighting. I mean, I've heard stories of sightings, but I haven't seen anything. I, I didn't know if uh, Deborah might've had something uh, interesting to share on that. Uh, Don, do you have anything on uh, on the correlation between all these cryptids, or are they are they interlocked, or do they uh, do they come from the same place? Or are they all kind of like maybe interdimensional? Or I mean, what's what's your thoughts I, on all this? Yeah, you know, I I didn't know before, and I I went from idea to idea, thinking, okay, well, Bigfoot is just someone a being with special gifts, or the ability to do different things and and now that I've seen the pictures that I've seen I'm I can tell you that I they come from either another dimension or another time or something but they're coming through portals um or up of UFOs you're going to be surprised when you come to the conference and see you know I can't say much more I promise not to say anything because these pictures have not been made public yet. But when you see these trail cam pictures, you're going to know what's really going on. I don't think they're satanic. I don't think they're, I I think they all come from kind of the same place, wherever they're coming from. You know, I I really can't wait to jump in and and, uh, meet everybody at this uh, conference. Um, just yeah. the fact that we're going to have everybody that's anybody who knows about Dogman, about Rougarou, Bigfoot, all this kind of stuff, all in one place. I think it's going to make it a lot easier for this uh, documentary that we're going to be working on to be filmed and, and to have some really good stuff and some information that people are going to be, I think, quite impressed to see. Yeah, I think if you if you do come, you're going to be glad that you did. Because, and I'm not just saying that to sell tickets because to me this is just a fun thing. I often thought, why hasn't anyone had a Beast of Grey Road conference? Because I've been to Creature Weekend in Ohio, and I know there are other events that go on, but no one's ever had a Beast of Grey Road, and I don't know why because it's such an exciting it it really is and and i'm gonna i'm gonna ask you uh right up front if there is any way if we can get over there and do some filming and uh and do some interviews and some uh maybe some recreations if there's any way we can actually get out and get into the woods of bray road and film and possibly maybe take a 
a deer carcass or something like that out there and see if they might be able to entice this thing and set cameras up all over the place and try and capture it. Do you think there might be a way that we could possibly get that done or make it happen? Like, I think you'd be able to visit the one farm that I'm that I'm talking about that is adjacent to Bray Road, but you you can't bring in any deer anymore because that's what the farmer was doing, and that's how he captured so many pictures. Mm-hmm. Um, and you can't do that anymore because of the chronic wasting disease. Oh, gotcha! Right. So yeah, so you can't bring in carcasses mm-hmm. of deer or anything. But really, you don't even need those because. These things are just coming around, and there doesn't even need to be anything there for for you to provide them to eat. They're just coming anyway. It seems to be an area where the veil is thin or where the portal is easier. I, I think there's just certain areas like they, like Skinwalker Ranch where it's just easier for them to come through. Right. And now, I know that there were some tests that were done along that area, and there were areas of uh, really high electromagnetic fields that they were picking mm-hmm. up on. Yeah, that could be. I, I don't remember that, but I, probably. But, you know, it's all private property. And even if you stop your car along Gray Road, the police are going to pull you, pull over and make you move. But I think that if you if you come, we can talk to the farmer and see if we can't get something going. Right, and not only that, but I'll, I'd probably go over there and make contact with the local police or sheriff's department out there anyway. And uh, I'm also an officer, so I'll, I'll go over there and we'll probably be able to get some backup oh. on it. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, if, you're, if you have a connection somehow, that would probably help a lot. I know yeah. Expedition X was just out there. Um, they filmed in maybe February or March, and I know they snuck onto some property. Um, I, I think there's one lady that owns some property on Bray Road and she doesn't live in the area. So they snuck on there and they found weird footprints and stuff. Um, but you know, otherwise they did most of their research by Whitewater Lake, which is probably 10 or 15 miles away. So but they did find footprints. Wow. And they were weird ones. I mean, the farmers found like five post footprints and um, ones that are shaped sort of like a circle instead of a foot and but yet with toes and yeah, you'll you'll enjoy coming out if you decide to do it because and I would suggest you do. Oh well we're we're really planning on it. You know, uh, like I said, we've got our director and producer, uh, Miguel Cantu, and uh, he also uh, runs off of uh, Paranormal Analytical. And we have Jesus Fuentes, who is our line director, and uh, he's uh, right now in the process of uh, getting everything together, all the legal stuff and all that done. So he'll be finished with that here before too long, and we're going to be, you know, seriously hitting it hard in order to make this happen around the October-November frame time. And even if we don't get it exactly at that point in time, we're still looking at going over there and meeting up with everybody and i'd love to bring these two knuckleheads that i have here on the show rick and james with me <laughs> and uh you know get over there and 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 meet everybody do some interviews get out there get our feet wet do some investigations and uh you know maybe do some recreations and see what we can come up with oh that'd be wonderful i you know i'd really love to see somebody do justice to the story and the area because and, and- i've seen 
so right. many and that's what we want to and- do we want to make this a very you know where it's not just you know you know hollywood mirror and lights type stuff we want we want this to be a good one where we go out and we're seriously looking for this thing and see if possibly we're able to capture it on film yeah that would be wonderful wouldn't it i mean uh, some shows say it's satanic some shows say it's um just a wolf other shows i don't know what conclusion they come to a bear or something and i I don't understand how you come out and you find five-toed wolf prints oversized and you don't think that that's weird and you come to the conclusion that it's just a big wolf when we don't even have wolves here there might be the occasional one passing through but as a whole we don't have wolves here in southern wisconsin so I, I don't know how you come to that conclusion or that it's satanic or whatever crazy stories it's not none of the above it's none of that well, and I I'd think really it would like be extremely interesting to get out there and see exactly exactly what we can get on film. And, uh, yeah. you know, and, and here's the thing. You know, I, I know there's a lot of people that are, I should say, terrified or scared of Bigfoots and Dogmen and things of that nature. But, you know, these are, these are you know, if they're from this world, they're not i mean we live with them i mean they're they're still on on this planet we all live together yeah exactly to know about them and you know and so people can actually respect it and respect them i think that would be a good thing right and and to reassure people that honestly i think they're not going to hurt you i've been in the bigfoot woods for and i know they're there because throw rock at me and find the shelter, the big shelter that they made and, and structures. And, um, so, you know, I've got a picture of a gremlin there and a picture of a Bigfoot up in a tree and they're there. I mean, they're right next to you, but you just don't know it. And the same with the dog, man. You know, I think they, they can be right next to you. Oh, absolutely. And you know, it's not something to take lightly. Uh, Valerie says no. that she that she would be the bait as long as somebody had her back. Uh, she's in chat. We have a chat room going also. <laughs> but uh, I, I don't yeah. I don't think being the bait would be too wise there, Valerie. And uh, you know, and I have heard stories where people have been hurt, injured, or even killed. You know, by uh, by some of these uh, dogmen or 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 these this type of uh, of cryptid. But at the same time, I mean. What exactly are they? Are, are are they truly a cryptid? Or I mean, what are they exactly? And a cryptid, you know, its meaning is hidden animal. You know, an animal that is in hiding, an animal that we don't see, that we, we can't prove. Now, is it from here? Is it from somewhere else? And if people are being hurt by it, I mean, is it something that they did? Were, were they in the wrong place at the wrong time? And I mean, it's just like, you know, you walk up on a grizzly bear with your cubs you know, you stand a really good chance of being hurt or killed. You know, is it the same with, uh, say, a dogman or, or uh, the beast of Bray Road or, or whatever the case might be, or even a Bigfoot? You know, there's a lot of, uh, and, and you've got to remember, anything that's dealing with dogman or beast of Bray Road, these are apex predators. You know, they're, they're, not, right. they're not something you, you should take lightly. And, uh, 
you know, and, and have the utmost respect for it at the same time. Uh, you know, don't get yourself in a situation where you're going to regret it, basically. But no, I no. think I think it's something that if we could bring it out and and let the public know, hey, you know, give them the room, give give them space, don't crowd them, and you know your chances of being hurt are going to be a lot less, you know, if you're out and about because right. we share the woods with all these creatures, you know, and right, uh, you know, and Just it's back out of the area, right. So I mean, I I think it would be a positive on. For, for everybody to be able to jump out and, and understand and respect and give the room that's needed in order to uh, uh, to to live in the same world with, with everybody all at once. Uh, yeah, James? Just... I know you got questions, James. You're too quiet. You're never this quiet. No, hey, I'm wrong with you. <laughs> no, I was just, no, I got, I'm juggling a few things at work right now, too. Um I just got a call from work. I have to send some one of these reports in, so I'm kind of trying to juggle both things at one time right now. Um, yeah, <clears throat> I tell you what, man. There's there's a lot. Like I said, hey, there's a lot of stories that go on down there. There's uh there's also um a lot of stuff about Devil's Swamp. Uh, Donna, I don't know if you've heard anything about Devil's Swamp before down in Louisiana. Is that something that's familiar? No, it's not. But it doesn't surprise me. Something's named Devil's Swamp down there. Yeah, uh, they there's supposedly orbs of light that fly around the swamp or fly around the uh, um, the cane fields mm-hmm. down there, and they say it could it could morph into uh, other things, rougarou stuff like that. Um, I believe it. One, one of the biggest things down there it's it's devil swamp, but a lot of people that they're not from down there, they really haven't heard of it or it's new to them or something like that. But uh, for people like me below Highway 90, uh, like consider myself a coon ass um that's one of the bigger uh, bigger things from down there is it's just as big as the rougarou story and uh, uh it goes along with voodoo stuff too so i didn't know if you were uh, familiar with that or if you had any no. information you could hear anything like that no that's too bad no uh-uh, i don't i i kind of concentrate more on my area and the surrounding great lake states um but I do read of other dogman stories and stuff. And I know Louisiana would just seem to me to be the spookiest area that you could go looking for anything in. Yeah. Yeah. Be, that was, being in the, the marsh at night uh, in a boat and it's just you in the marsh, it's not a good feeling. <laughs> oh, yeah. That. No, no. It is no. not a good feeling you, at all. No, I, I couldn't. I couldn't do that. If I was with somebody that was used to the area, maybe, but otherwise, no, thank you, no, no yeah. way. <laughs> yeah, me. I, I am used to the area, and I don't like doing that myself. When it starts getting late, I try to get the hell out of Dodge, if you know what I mean. <laughs> have you ever have you ever seen anything or run into anything? No, I haven't personally, but a lot of the older the older folks down there have, and they you know they they have stories for days, um, but. Personally, I haven't. I mean, yeah, you'll hear a lot of weird stuff in the woods, uh, not just trees breaking, but you'll hear weird screams or weird, you know, howls and stuff like that. Some of that you could probably dump off on screech owls or um, maybe wild dogs or something like that. But a lot of it, you just kind of, your hair sticks up and you just kind of go the other way and just don't talk uh, about it, <laughs> you know. For sure, I'd go the other way. Now, Rick Warren. Yeah. Now, I know yes, you got sir. some questions on uh, UFOs for her, and that's one of the topics that she uh, talks about as well. Uh, 
Go for it. Donna, here recently, we did a show uh, about UFOs and and, uh, things like that. What is your take on how open now that the Pentagon, the military, and basically the news is being, I had, uh, Eddie made a comment that one time. He said, with this opening up like they are, why isn't it making such a, a big splash like you think it would? Because 15 years ago, if you'd have said there were UFOs were real, it would have made headline news all over the world, but it barely made a splash. Um, what's your take on what's happening in the UFO world? Don't you think that's because people have come to the conclusion that there are UFOs and no big surprise to them now? I think that we've, well, I don't know, maybe I'm just thinking of myself, but, you know, it's it's not such a big deal to me because I've seen a UFO by the Bigfoot Woods six weeks in a row. And so it's no surprise to me, I think big. UFOs come along with Bigfoot, come along with Dogman and Gremlins and every other kind of cryptid, cryptid you could want. And I never thought they were connected, but now I've come to the conclusion that they are because I know someone else who's seen a Dogman three times and then became, I think, an abductee, unfortunately. I think he has an implant in his chest and... Um, that was after the, about the third time he saw a dog man. And I know MUFON believes that um, dog man is connected to UFOs, that maybe it's something from, well, I don't believe they're from outer space. I don't believe in aliens. I think that they're time travelers. Um, because if you read Jim Pennison's latest book, The Rendlesham Enigma, um, and, you know, he touched the landed UFO at Rendlesham Forest at the, at the Air Force Base, and Mm-hmm. When he touched it, he came to the conclusion that he he got the message that they were time travelers from the year 8,000 and they were here during doing research and trying to save the human race in the year 8,000. And that there, even in the year 8,000, they've had no contact with aliens. I mean, he received all that. And I believe Jim, because I've met him several times and listened to him speak and I I think that they're time travelers and they're trying to save the human race in the world. But yet what are the cryptids here for? And why are they connected to UFOs and what are they doing here? Yeah. None of it surprises me. Don't you think that's why? Because we're so used to, we all figured there's UFOs here. Didn't we? Yeah. Yeah, I think everybody's conditioned so far, you know, with all the movies that are out, all the things that are, you know, in the media and just it's it's a common knowledge now. I think people have been conditioned uh, to accept ufology and um, disclosures here, whether anybody likes it or not, I think. Uh, and it's just right. going to get more and more detailed. Are we ever going to know, are they ever going to tell us the truth, though? I, I doubt it. They don't, I think they want to keep us in fear. And as long as we think that maybe there's aliens invading or something, then, you know, We'll be right under their thumb and under that military machine and, you know, keep us afraid and keep us right where they want us. As long as there's any technology out there that they can weaponize, they're not going to disclose any information on it. Right. You know, the way I think about it is that there's something they can weaponize and that's it. They're going to keep it top secret. They'll never let us know the full scale of anything. 
just like the stealth program from Skunk Work back in the 70s and 80s. You know, we didn't hear about the stealth flight, uh, fighter jet till like, what, the late 80s, early, early 90s? Mm-hmm. The thing had already been in service 25 years. Um, yeah, just like there's a Man 72 out there somewhere. They're thinking that's the black triangle that people see flying around. But uh, I don't think they'll ever, um, you know, disclose the full thing. But they're coming out with little tidbits and spoon feeding us a little bit, like that last bogus report that they put out. <laughs> that was a uh, total bull crap. <laughs> but, what, what was that? It was a report. The uh, uh, what was it? It's Not from, the Pentagon. Was it the Pentagon? It was from the Pentagon. Yes. Yeah. It's just it's something that a fifty-page report that didn't say anything more than what we. No, it know. was it was nine pages. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> to me, it was fifty yeah. pages of bullshit. <laughs> yeah. 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 Oh, I know what you mean. Yeah. yeah. Now let me ask you, Donna. I mean, uh-huh. uh, have you ever heard of Project Blue Beam? Blue Beam? Mm-hmm. No, no. Huh? What is it? Uh, Project Blue Beam was supposed to take place in the 90s. And it was uh, one of the things that Werner Von Braun spoke about before he passed away, about the basically NASA and the United Nations getting together to create a one-world government and creating this uh, laser show of UFOs that were going to strike and attack the population of Earth in order to bring everybody together into this one world government. It never went through because Mm -hmm. it was leaked. Um, Right now, we've had the pandemic. We've had all this stuff going on. They've had people in an uproar. People were running around scared. Uh, We were talking about this the other night as far as possibilities. Mm -hmm. Don't you think that this would be probably one of the best times in the world to unleash something like this, a back-engineered craft or UFOs, in order to uh, complete this process that Werner von Braun was speaking about back in the day? Oh, yeah, that's a scary thought. I mean, what do you think about the pandemic and everything and, and how everybody's scared and they're trying to bring us all together and trying to control us, and I'm not sure what's going on, but it makes you wonder. It really does. It, it's And... The thing is, is that, you know, the Pentagon, you know, they released the, all these uh, uh, statements claiming that, yes, the videos that were released by the United States Navy are true and, and correct. They are UFOs uh, or UAPs. We don't know what they are. Uh, they're unidentified. And uh, we have no earthly clue what they are, but we are looking into it. You know they know more than what they're telling us, of course. Oh, absolutely. But, you know, the thing is, is that everybody's coming out right now talking about UFOs. It's probably one of the hottest subjects in the paranormal field. Now, the thing is, is that with everybody speaking about it, talking about it, the Pentagon coming out and saying, yeah, these things do exist, although we don't know what they are, you know, even though we know they know, um... It just seems like everything that was uh, ta- uh, spoken about on Project Bluebeam with Werner von Braun and what have you is all starting to play out. Yeah, that could be. That's a scary thought. I mean, because now, there's so many gullible people in the world. Right. Now, Darren Wedlock and- in the chat room, Donna, he's asking you a question. He says, does Donna ever have days where she regrets getting involved in the subject or has it been a positive experience? It, I don't, I never regret it. I, 
for the the first night we saw the UFO because it hovered next to the Bigfoot Woods for about 45 minutes. And we didn't have any kind of camera with us other than just a small point and shoot. And then um, we didn't want to get out of the vehicle because or, or start the car and get out of there because we were afraid they would abduct us. And I just, um, I, I came home that night and I couldn't sleep because I kept thinking, well, a gray is going to come and get me now. And then by the next night, I thought, you know what? If they're going to come and get me, they're going to get me. So there's nothing I can do about it. Might as well go to sleep. And that's the only time I was a little nervous. But otherwise, no. There could be, I know the, the weird boy that we saw. I know he, he showed me that he knows where I live because they do that. Because my husband and I were driving home one night a couple of weeks later and we were just coming into town. So we weren't out of town. We were coming into the city here and we had to stop the car. We thought it was a deer coming across the road and I'll be darned if it wasn't a big brown timber wolf coming across the road right in front of me, just trotting. It, it made our car stop we would let it cross the road and it just looked around and trotted across the road and I thought yep I get the message you know where I live and um, that's okay because that doesn't scare me because they didn't do it they don't do anything to you they just let you know that they know where you are I had the same thing with one of my eyewitnesses he he saw the the dog man here at the park nearby and him and his friends. And then a, a few months later, there was something howling outside his bedroom window at his grandma's, which is about five miles away. So I think it was letting him know that I know where you live and I can come and get you anytime. And it scared the, you know what, out of him, but hmm. you know they know where you're at. Oh, absolutely. So, absolutely. Yeah. Now, I don't know how. But they know. Donna, we've got about uh, five minutes more that we can talk on some of these subjects. Why don't you fill us in a little bit on the wear boy and uh, also uh, these uh, uh, type of little uh, gremlins that you uh, speak about? Well, I, you know, I don't, I don't know what happened with the gremlin. I just had a feeling we were in the the woods where. Um, we know there was there were Bigfoot, and I had a feeling that I should just take a picture of an area, which happens from time to time, and you just do do what you feel like you should do. And I didn't see it at the time, but when I got home, I uploaded the pictures onto my laptop, and I saw that it was it was a black and white being that looked like it had a a Native American headdress on, and. And it was running through the woods. And it couldn't have been more than probably two foot, two and a half foot high. Because given where it was, and but it was exactly where I took the picture. And I don't know what it is, but it's just something that came from another place or another time. Wow. And, and what what about the boy? Oh, boy, I haven't, you know, we haven't seen him since, but we have, we think we have seen um, a couple of dogmen here and there um, out by the Bigfoot Woods and um, um, one time right here in the 
in the park nearby where Travis saw the dog man. We, I think on Fleer, I have pictures of just three dog men moving around in the woods. We knew there was something there that was tall, and my friends and I. And so I started using the Fleer, and I could see maybe three or four dog men in the woods right there, but they weren't doing anything. They didn't growl at us. They didn't move towards us. They didn't do anything, but it scared the you-know-what out of us. But we stayed, you know. Wow. I mean, they, I don't think they want to hurt you. They're just curious, maybe. Right. Hopefully, that's all it is. Well, so are you able to see like, on the infrared, but not in not in real time, or is it just we could see that there down. was something there? Yeah, we could see yeah. that there was something in there, and something was moving around, and it was tall, like at least three beings, and and we could hear them, and we thought, well, what the heck? And then I aimed the flare on them, and I think I have a picture of like a, at least three dogmen in there. And then another time outside the Bigfoot woods, um, we heard something moving around in the brush. And I think we just took a regular picture. And I think that you can see a couple of dogmen off the road in the woods. And they were just watching us. We weren't doing anything, you know. I don't know. Do they read your mind and know what you're looking for? And then that's what appears. I don't really know how it works. I have a feeling that they can read your mind. I have a feeling that they are able to know things about you that possibly you don't even know, or maybe you, you've even forgotten. Yeah. Um, and, and my experience that I've had, uh, with some of these, you know, it, it's, uh, it's pretty intense, you know, and I, and I really feel that they're able to, know more about you than what you give them credit for. Uh, yeah, and I think they can send thoughts to you, too. Mm-hmm. I mean, I you've heard a mind speak. I didn't really hear anything speak in my mind, but I just got the feeling when we saw Weird Boy, I know he's saying, I know you and you know me. Hmm. And I thought, well, I didn't know you, but now I do. Well, <laughs> um, I'll tell you what, why don't you go ahead and Tell everybody where they can find your website, even though we put it on a, we, we actually posted it, but I want you to oh, tell everybody you. what they need to do if they want to uh, join the conference, become a vendor at the conference, or just show up and, and be a guest. Uh, go ahead and put all of that information out there for everybody, and uh, we'll take it from there. Oh, okay. It's the Beast of Bray Road Conference 2021. And there's, it's the, that's the name of the website. And you just go on there and it'll show you all the speakers and everything that's going on that day. And um, you can get tickets. It tells you how to get tickets. And it's just something that it's high time that it happened. And it's going to be fun. And I think that it's going to be pretty eye-opening for most everyone. Now, Donna, uh, is this for is this one day event or is it two days? Yeah. No, it's just one day. Okay. And we're going to have the conference. And uh, how many people ha- have already signed up? I have about 30 so far. And I'm hoping we're going to be in the newspaper in the next couple of weeks in the local newspapers. And I'm hoping that's going to um, stir up some more interest. It's so hard the first year you have any conference, mm-hmm. you know, right. to, to get the word out. But once, people um hear about it and then the next year maybe more people will show up 
I'm hoping someday to, you know, actually turn it into a bigger festival. Well, we're definitely going to be posting this out on everything that we have on all our social media as well. So uh, we're going to do our best to get the word out as well for you. And oh, uh, good, thank you. Honestly, uh, this is this is great. I think it's awesome that you're doing this. And uh, I guess we're going to start off with some closing comments. And I, we'll start off with you there, Donna. Uh, any closing comments you'd like to make to everybody in the audience? Well, that these things do exist. I There is all kinds of cryptids out there that you can't even imagine. Um, we've even had a flying man bat in our area. The same area where the weird boy was seen and Bigfoot and the UFO. So I, I think that you know, that there's way more out there. And if you just go to any place where there's woods and water and uh, some food, I think you're going to find yourself a cryptid. I, I think you're right. And as long as you're looking and you've got your eyes opened up to different things, I think you will see things you know, yeah. that, that you're not expecting. Rick Warren. Donna, thank you so much. I enjoyed this show and I enjoyed hearing you. And um, there's one thing that I can say about everything that we do here on this show. We are paranormal analytical. We believe in what is called, I did anyway, I believe in what we call a parallel existence. And that includes any and everything that you have just described. And for those who sat there and wonder and are skeptic about it, jump into it get into this subject, get into knowing what we are feeling and what we're going through when we talk about uh, subjects like this. And I just enjoyed the whole dadgum show. Thank you, Donna. Oh, thank you so much. James Tubes, you're up. Hey, Donna, thanks for being on the show. And just like Rick said, I enjoyed you having on. It's, it's been interesting. And I uh, think what an interesting uh, topic and um, opportunity to put it out and do a uh, convention. It's not something oh, you thank see you. Um, it's gonna. It sounds like it's gonna be amazing. Um, do you have a Facebook page or anything like that that you can set an yes, event for it? And, and yeah, there's a. Yes, there's a Facebook page, Beast of Bray Road Conference 2021, and um, all the okay. information is on the page too. Perfect. That way we can then, share it through Facebook too, and uh, get it right. Out that we're way also too. on. But, uh, yeah, hell yeah! Thanks for being on the show, man. It's been been pretty interesting it'd be uh i'd like to make a trip and, and go that way it's, it's i hope you guys come so pretty cool i hope you guys come absolutely and donna thank you so much for the show i i, I have to tell you i was really looking forward to having you on here and, and speaking to you about this this is uh it has to be probably one of my favorite topics and you know i thoroughly oh, enjoy speaking to you and and you sharing your knowledge with us and you know it it was just I can't thank you enough for actually being on the show with us. We really appreciate it. Well, thank you so much for having me. It was fun. Oh, absolutely. And like I said, we are looking forward to being over there during your conference and meeting everybody and filming. And uh, I think that'll be okay. another good way to get the show out there or the, the conference out there to everybody, along with uh, everything else that's being done. And, uh, oh, please. Yep, please do. And uh, I, I think we'll have a lot of fun with it and meet a lot of great people, and we're looking forward to it. So if you would also please put it out there to everybody and on, on your page that, you know, we're planning on being out there for the filming of this documentary. And uh, Oh, sure. 
And uh, if anybody has any questions to get a hold of us, and uh, we'd be happy to talk to them ahead of time and start getting things set up. That way uh, we can have everything lined up when we show up. Great. Yes, thank you. Stay in touch, please. Absolutely. So you take care of yourself, and we appreciate it. And we appreciate everybody out there in the audience tonight. Thank you so much for watching. Thank you so much for listening. Yes. Uh, we thoroughly appreciate it. The show wouldn't be what it is without you guys. Please share the show. Get this out there. Please share the word of the Beast of Bray Road Conference so that we can get make this a big success as well. And we look forward to meeting everybody in person over there when we get down there to film. And, and we, we want to thank everybody so much for being here with us. Uh, until next time, next Saturday, have a great paranormal experience. Keep your eyes to the sky, as James always says, since you yes, didn't sir. say it. <laughs> and uh, Rick, thank you so much for being on the show, too, brother. You two are great, and I appreciate you both. Thank all you, Eddie, for having me. Out here. I appreciate it. I appreciate it, buddy. And uh, we are looking forward to a great rest of the year and getting all this set up. So until next time, everybody be safe, take care, and we shall see you guys again real soon. God bless. Awesome. Good night, gentlemen. Good night.